0: Welcome back to the Master of None podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Murphy, as always. Thank you very much for joining us here on a, a pretty wet and miserable night in Galway. But my guest here tonight is not experiencing such weather. He is in Houston currently. It is Paul Mullen, the man, the myth, the legend. Paul, thank you very much for joining us. How are you?
1: Not too bad, you, Stephen. Thanks very much. That was a that was a massive uh, intro. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, it's Paul obviously is well known at the moment after a recent documentary came out there. Um, pretty, pretty big-headed of you, Paul. I have a documentary made, but uh, we'll get into that later on. Uh, a documentary on your life, basically. Growing up, obviously, in a in Galway and then going on to play for the United States rugby team, the Eagles, as they're known. Uh, and quite the journey on the way, Paul, which is why I love your story. And the same reason I, I loved chatting to Ty Leader, who I know is a mate of yours. It's the road that not many people take, and that's the interesting ones. It's not the lads who stay at uh, Connacht their whole lives and play with Ireland or like that. They, you know, that's a boring kind of path. Yours is is far from that. So uh, I'm very glad you come on the chat, and we'll we'll kind of start that. And you're you know growing up in Inishmore, you know, try. Can you describe what that's like for someone who isn't familiar with that kind of lifestyle?
1: Um, oh, oh, I suppose I'll, I'll give it a shot. Anyway, I mean, you know, when I when I come over here, you know, and somebody asks me, you know, where are you from, and I tell them, you know, it's a small island island off the coast of Ireland. You know, it's. Nine miles long, three miles wide and population of 800 people. And they look at you and say, geez, that's, uh, that's, some, that's some difference to, you know, to living in, you know, the city of Houston here where you know, a few million people. Um, but to me, it's normal. So I wouldn't really know any different if you, if you will, like, you know. So, uh, I mean, growing up as a child, I think it's actually, and I suppose it probably sounds if like I'm biased, but I, I couldn't have uh, imagined a better childhood because, you know, if you want you know, so much freedom, do you know what I mean? You know, if you you cycle to school, you cycle to football training. Um if you wanna go fishing, you cycle fishing, there's swimming at the pier, you're kayaking. and and, and to me that was just like there's so much freedom, you can do whatever you want. And uh so I, I must say I think growing up on the island was absolutely fantastic. Granted, when it when you know, when I became when I was eighteen, nineteen, yeah, there was definitely an urge like Jesus, uh there has to be a bit more to life than than nine miles by three miles, Do, 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 do you know what I mean? So I uh so that's uh that's kind of when I suppose, you know, obviously, you know, things got different by when it was I head off to the States, but uh, in terms of a, a place to grow up on the island, I uh, I couldn't imagine a, a better childhood, do you know what I mean? I just, it's a fantastic spot.
0: And I doubt the concept of celebrity exists on an island like that, but are you as close as it gets
1: when you Actually, go back home? Uh, <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't, no, no, no I wouldn't no no, 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 there's no such thing as a... Uh, I'm I'm definitely not a celebrity anyway. That's that's one yeah. thing for sure. Uh, yeah, 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 no, not at all. And when you're growing up on an island like that, like, is there
0: rugby on Inishmore? Is are we playing growing up, or was it something you only got to later in your life?
1: Well, that's it. Yeah. So there's no rugby uh on the island. Uh, I mean, the only kind of team sport that I played growing up was Gaelic football. And uh, I suppose that you know, I'm probably <laughs> I feel like I have two left feet. You know what I mean? I, I wasn't any good at it. <laughs> But uh, it was only when I went to boarding school in Limerick in Glenstall, that's when I was really first introduced to rugby. And um yeah, and it just kinda it just was it went from there under thirteens and you know, you know, often says kinda of sink or swim and uh you kinda you turn in there, catch the ball. You know, you have be doing these drills like and sure, I hadn't a clue. I did you know, I knew kinda how, I knew how to pass the ball, but I didn't know anything about it. I remember they stuck me in a prop and sure I was you know, I was used to Gaelic like football. I was out the wing there because i was seen a bit of space out there, but I had no idea what was, uh, you know, what my job was, if you will. So, um, but, you know, so Glenn Stall was when I was first introduced to rugby. and anyway, yeah, so kind of and, a long answer to a, a short question, yeah.
0: Yeah, and well, did you have an interest in rugby before that or was it even on your radar when you were growing up or was it only literally when you got to Glenn Stahl that you are like, oh, look at this, this is a cool sport?
1: Yeah, no, that that was it, yeah. Uh, I mean, it wasn't really on my radar at all. Uh, I mean, you know, just, I suppose, you know, again, growing up on the island, you know, you'd be kept busy in the summer, even as a kid, with just, uh, you know, there'd be swimming lessons to be on. And I think every kind of kid does that up to your, up to whatever age you are, you know, until the sports kind of, for me, rugby kind of took off at about, what was it, 17, I suppose, you know, um, when the so the Munster, you know, going up and down to monster. So the, that thing, once, once kind of that kicked off, I was, uh, I suppose it's almost like a job, really, you know, because you're just, uh so it would have been eighteen now. You you just you just kinda of gone the whole time. But I, I loved every second of it, you know what I mean? Uh, I would never kinda of, I suppose when I said job, it, it never felt like work because the dream was always to play for you know, to play for Munster, represent Munster and it just you know the the distance wasn't gonna get in my way, if you will, do you know what I
0: mean? Yeah, so it's interesting the dream was to play for Munster. So obviously being a going man, was was Connacht the initial dream or did that ever like come into your mind or was it as soon as you got to Limerick sort of and like Obviously, being in Limerick, it's obviously a big monster town. So, I I can see how that can rub off on people. But w- was was Connacht ever on the radar? Um.
1: Well, so I suppose like nowadays, like you know, and I don't want to sound bad by 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 saying this, but you know, uh back in the back in the day when I was first introduced to rugby, you know, the, the the Connacht team weren't they weren't exactly they were nowhere nowhere near as competitive as they are now. Do you know what I mean now they're they're, they're a serious they're a serious be, uh, you know, they're a serious team. Back then, it's just, you know, again, I hadn't, it's probably because I hadn't a clue about rugby. And then all of a sudden, you know, you ended up going to a few of the games in Thompson Park. And was, you know, I mean, like, this is unbelievable, you know what I mean? And I just, like, I fell in love. I suppose you could say fell in love with Munster straight away, uh, you know. And, and that's not, you know, when I talk about Connacht, you though know, from Connacht, there's probably no, you know, disrespect to Connolly. It's just because, like, I just, this was just, mm. this was something that I, I, I don't know how I'd never experienced before, but straight away, I was like, this is just. This is un- unbelievable, you know. And even there, a few years ago, it's like, um, when I went back, you know, my girlfriend went back with me to, uh, we went back to Ireland for Christmas. And you know, Christmas on the island is a very special time. Uh, I suppose, baby, it's very, because it's the, the, the ferry stops for about, you know, two days or so, and the shop is closed for the for, for Christmas Day and the day after. So it's the only time of the year where, you know, the island is actually, you could say, I don't say locked say lockdown, because COVID has obviously brought a new meeting to lockdown, <laughs> yeah. but... But uh, no, we went back and uh, we went to Munster-Linster in Cothomban Park. And, you know, I was just like, this is, you have to experience this. And she thought it was pretty special too, you know, which was which was good for me, I suppose, you know. But um, yeah, and I suppose that's kind of how I ended up, you know, maybe by going to school in Munster and just going to a few of the, the games, I suppose. Maybe that's kind of probably why I fell in love with Munster. Um, I don't say Kant was never on the radar. I suppose Kant really kind of came into the picture around... Uh, the, the under 20s, when the, the coach was kind of reached out to me to see if I'd be interested in going there, but um, you could suppose you could say the damage was done at that stage because uh, there's there only one jersey I wanted and it was a red one,
0: okay. Yeah, Munster's definitely one of those clubs, isn't it? It's a bit like I always compare it to Liverpool, as in like I'm not a soccer fan really, but you always see those European games in Liverpool and Anfield, and the atmosphere always just looks electric. And Munster or Toman Park seems to have that aura about it as well. Um, you know, especially in European games, but, um, your time in your time in uh, in Glenstall, did you take the rugby quite quickly, or was it a steep learning
1: curve? Oh, it was a steep learning curve, no doubt. <laughs> yeah, no, no doubt about it. Yeah, sure. I had no clue what was that like. I had no clue, but uh, you know, after a while, I think, yeah, you know, uh, I suppose after a while, I think, do we lose every game in in, in first year, <laughs> like you know. I think we went a lot to lot every game. I remember the time the second years were just making like just laughing. I said, like, "Jeez, you're absolutely shy." <laughs> uh, I think maybe towards the end we we might have turned it around a little. I can't remember now, but we. Jeez, first year wasn't a great year for us anyway in terms of uh, rugby, but the second year then we we done a, a lot better. Um, I remember that for sure. But it was it was a steep learning curve, but but it was learning curve. I suppose, but I was really I just loved it. Um, you know I think what i what I missed about the g a a was uh game of football just you know the the physical- physicality aspect of it maybe that's what I loved about rugby is like you can actually you know getting football you can't really hit somebody as hard as you can because you know if they if the shoulder goes the wrong place you know I mean? all of a sudden it's a yellow card or whatever it is yeah. you know well rugby is like you know if you're not hitting them as hard as you can, as hard as you can you you kinda you're wasting your time and uh geez I absolutely. Absolutely loved it. and, and to this day I, I I enjoy it. You know what I mean? I mean, if I if I didn't like it, I wouldn't be doing it. How about that?
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, true. Uh, obviously, yeah, you get on well and you play at Munster underage and Ireland underage. On, on what was that like? As you know, young lad at that stage, being involved in those kind of academies and underage programs, was was that we obviously in the head? You're like, okay, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life, or was it still just sort of a bit of crack?
1: Uh, it was definitely a thing. I mean i Suppose this kind of thing is you know, again, if, if I didn't like it, I, I wouldn't have done it. Um, and I and I, I just I, I loved it. Do you know what I mean? I suppose the thing was, you know, you know, kind of like what Ty Leader said in his podcast, like, uh, like the the goal for me was, I mean, to pull on that the, re, the red jersey, do you know what I mean? And you know, obviously, like the dream would be to play for at the time was to play for Munster in Thomond Park, I mean, and and I think that's you know, that's probably any kid's dream in, in Limerick. Do you know what I mean? that's, that's playing rugby? That is that I mean, I think, you know, a lot of people have that dream. And and I suppose you could say the pathway to, to get to that was to um was was to play the underage setup, you know what I mean? And, and that's, you know, at the time, let's say playing if it was under nineteen, that's the closest thing you can get to it. And then the next year, well, it's under twenty. And then it might be, you know, Sub Academy, Academy and and then you're kinda then it's probably time to, you know, to to play for the the senior team, but uh, I mean, my path just went a different way after the twenties, you know.
0: Yeah, so that, we'll get on to that. So obviously, you didn't take that path. You, your parents sort of sat you down, didn't they, and they gave you some a bit of advice. Do you want to explain what that advice was?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I suppose you know, we're, we're um, you, know, I, you know, I suppose any kid, maybe you know, when I was uh, when I was in in Linsall, I probably they probably was, You know, I've I been, mean, I don't know, you're a teenager, you probably think you know okay, this is what life's about, you know, I might have an, I might have an idea what I'm at. But uh, in, when I was in Lindstahl in fifth year, uh, summer of fifth year, so I'd be, I was training with Monster Under 19s the whole summer. And next thing, we came back from a tour in England and uh, came in on the ferry there. And next thing, they, they sat me down. I knew there was something wrong, just the way, just the way <laughs> they were kind of acting. I knew there was something, something's not right. And they said, yeah, uh, you're not going to match And I was like, what do you mean? So I was like, I always playing for Munster Schools, and Stall was a Munster School, and then they're saying, yeah, you know, you're not focusing enough on your, uh, on your academics. You're you're only focusing on on rugby. I was like, well, geez, sure. If you told me that now, I probably would have uh, focused a bit harder. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If I knew this was the this was the um, the if this the outcome was you know it was an option, and I mean that's all they can have to tell me. But uh, the the damage was done. And I don't know if the results came back around that time or what. But anyway, um, I was off to King's Hospital in Limerick. Or sorry, in King's Hospital in Dublin. So I was... And it caused a bit of havoc, you know, because I was... Um, I was... I ended up playing for Munster schools while in the Leinster schools. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, and that, that was a disaster, you know. Uh, so... Uh, yeah, so what was your question again? Sorry, something
0: about- <laughs> Yeah, I basically was asking about your your parents' decision to basically say, like, you know, I think what oh, the point yeah. was, you're only one broken bone away from losing it all.
1: That, that, that's right, yeah, yeah. So, so then, so I played the, the Monster 20s. Uh, Loved every minute because, you know, at that time there, it kind of gets a bit more important, you know, not more important, but more uh, more of a commitment where you're kind of gone Monday through Friday. You're I was down in Limerick, and then you go home to the weekends and help out at the weekend. Uh, well, you know, the under-19s is only maybe three or four days, three, maybe three days a week, you know. Uh, and next thing into the, the, yeah, 20s came around, and it was like, oh, listen, um, you know, they wanted me to focus on, uh, as I said, yeah, you know, you're only one injury away from... Um, your rugby career been being being finished. So uh, you get a degree first. So I was, you know, this, you know, I suppose this wasn't towards the end of the 20th season, this is probably maybe earlier on, like, because we did not believe in search. And I was looking at doing the kind of marine engineering or something like that in either, you know, some sort of engineering in UL or uh, down in Cork. And uh, yeah, just, um, you know, I suppose, realistically what was going to happen was I was going to end up playing rugby, you know, in some form, in some shape or form, in Ireland, and wasn't really going to focus on college. So, uh, but that was, I suppose you could say, that, that was put into it fairly fast when I got uh, when I headed over to Texas, um, Texas A&M. So just down the road here. I'm in Houston at the moment, but Galveston is about an hour south. And um, I suppose you could say it's I don't say it's similar to home, but it's Galveston is an island as well, uh, a bit bigger than Inishmore, but uh, but it's you know I suppose it's an island all the same and. Um, a lot of, let's say, maritime, you know, it's, listen, it's in the Gulf of Mexico. And the Gulf of Mexico, as anybody knows, is full of oil. So, um, or was, I suppose. It was. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, <laughs> uh, so I came over here to study marine engineering. So uh, I done my, got my degree in marine engineering uh, in, and what finished in 2015 and got a master's then. And, you know, I suppose I was quite lucky there when, um, at the time, the MLR, the Major League Rugby, was just kicking off and uh fitzy the coach he reached out to me he was like hey listen would you be interested coming up for an old trial or something like that and i was like you know i I really want to but i was stuck because i was trying to finish my master's thesis and it was absolutely killing me because it was just going on and on and on and i was like you know the longer went on you know i kind of felt like my chance to play rugby was kind of like getting smaller and smaller because listen they have a season that's going to kick off and here's me you know trying to finish my thesis but eventually i got it over the line anyway and um got picked up by the Houston, uh, Houston Sabrecats, yeah.
0: Yeah, and can I ask, whose decision was it to go to Texas A&M? Was that yours or your parents?
1: Oh, which it wasn't mine anyway. Yeah, yeah, no, it wasn't <laughs> mine. Because, I, I, uh, I, I mean, again, I suppose you could say I was, you know, the thinking would be to stay in, you know, in Ireland to kind of play rugby but get your degree. Um, right. But I think, you know, what a lot of lads lad are saying that it was quite difficult to, um, to get, let's say, something like engineering They say it's quite time-consuming. Uh, so to get a degree and to be, let's say playing rugby, uh, it just wouldn't be, it'd be very difficult. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, that's what they're saying. So I kind of, once I came over here, then, uh, the, I was playing division three, just like Ty again, yeah, I was playing division three rugby in Galveston. So again, it wouldn't be the most uh, competitive stuff, but it was, uh, we had a great time. Uh, we, we had a great time. Yeah. One of and you know, listen, you know, again, the standard rugby wasn't fantastic, but, uh, made some great friends and, uh, and this was one of a few games too, like, you know. And what was the... So when you over
0: to Texas or into into Houston or Galveston, is that a culture shock for you at the time? Obviously, you're only a young lad and, you know, coming from Inishmore and even Limerick, it's 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 not quite Texas. So how was your settling in period?
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, there'd be, there'd be certain things where it's just... Um, I, I remember, like, when I first came over, like, there'd be... Uh, cert- you know, let's say when you asked, you know, how would you like... They'd ask you, how would you want your eggs cooked? And I'm like... <laughs> Like, do you Cops. know what I mean? You'd never hear Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but you have the sunny side up, you have the over easy, you've scrambled, you've poached you've like, I was like, it's almost like, even though it's the English language, it's almost a different language because there's so many different things over here. Um, But, but I mean, you kind of get used to it fairly fast. Uh, I know the lads on the rugby team used to make awful fun of me because of, uh, you know, the way the Irish say uh, three. Yeah. You know, I'd probably say it a bit like, is it, is it three threes or three threes? You know, and, and geez, even, and even to this day, like, they'd be still make fun of it. I did, or th is the way we pronounce our th um but uh no i i suppose it was a culture shock you know but sure sure like everything else get the hang of it fairly fast you know or kind of sink or swim do you know what i mean i could have yeah. you know if i wanted the easy option to go back but uh you know it's, you know listen it's it's, it's english speaking there's a decent irish community here in houston now you know um so it's uh, i don't know it's it's, it's grand and did you have connections over there before
0: you come over? Did your family or uh,
1: in Boston? Yeah. So so I uh, well, actually. So my my granddad was born in Boston, uh, and I've a lot of my uncles up in Boston. I've a lot of cousins in Boston, um, but you know, I think I told one of the lads was it uh, was it Jack Murray? We're in the he's in the car when we we're most of training. He goes, yeah, yeah. I've I've a cousin up in up in Boston, and he's like, Paul, you do realize that that's like Boston to uh, Texas is almost like you know you know having a cousin in Spain, and, and, and you know, in Ireland, like you know I mean, I was like, geez, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> it's a valid point. I mean, yeah. the country's massive, and it's you know, you only really get to, you know, see how big it is is when you're when you're flying across it. You know, looking on the map is really no good to you. But um, no, but but yeah, no. So I was kind of, I I'd no uh, no family here, in, in in let's say Texas anyway. But you, sure. oh, you just go to college, you know, mean? you'd be almost like going to college in Edinburgh or something like that. You know what I mean out of the yeah. country? You know, nobody's gonna have contacts you are. Sure. You figured out
0: yeah exactly, and you, you played a bit of Gaelic over in Houston as well, didn't you
1: uh, yeah I tried I tried I suppose <laughs> you'd say it's more of a case to um to uh, get to know the lads, really yeah. you know uh, and I suppose that's probably why most people i mean if you're playing you don 't come over to you know to America to play well for the most part you don 't come over to America to play Gaelic football at, at a higher level, like you know, um, yeah. so it was nice to get just get to know the lads and uh yeah have a something in common too, you know? And you also
0: did a bit of refereeing or you did the course to become a referee. <laughs> yeah,
1: I did. Yeah, I did. <laughs> what,
0: yeah. what was, why, what made you want to do that?
1: Uh, I suppose, um, what made me want to do that? I suppose I go two ways here, but I suppose I might as well tell you the truth. Um,
0: <laughs> truth's <laughs> always good, Paul.
1: Ah, uh, the truth. I was, uh, you know, I, uh, so we we're playing division three rugby and I was getting fierce, uh, I was getting fierce, uh, frustrated. Um, And I got a few yellow cards, very few, too many. So I, uh, yeah, I got a few too many yellow cards, and basically I got some sort of it was a ban, you know. And um, it's like it was like was it a five game ban in a ten game season? I was like, this is absolutely ridiculous.
0: Did you murder Uh, someone or? No, 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 no. Just, (laughs) just,
1: just just, uh, you know, a a few. And you know, I wouldn't have got uh, any cards um, playing. At home, it's just, I suppose, you know, I was getting frustrated. Some of these I don't say some of the calls were terrible because you could say the referee's always right, at least that's what I've learned now from the referee course, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but, but at the time, you know, I was just you know, listen anyway. So I got the course, I, I got the um, I, I done done this thing there, and then my band was wiped. So, uh, and after ah. that, then I kind of I uh expressed a bit of interest in it too, you know, just to um. Because I mean, so you you help out grow the game too. Do you know what I mean? I mean, like they they probably have a shortage of referees in Texas. At least they they definitely did. You know, but it's uh, and it's it's not an easy job. I mean, it's not an easy job at all. Uh, but I think what it helped me because you get to learn the rules with better too. Do you know what I mean? Uh, you know, when you're watching the game, then you might see you know you might be watching from the where the referee's positioning himself and you know the calls and that kind of stuff and signals. So. Uh, so, yeah, that's why I became a referee. And, but then, actually, I, I suppose, in a way, I think it probably stuck to my advantage because uh, I remember going to a few of the uh, referee meetings and I'd, I'd even be asking the referees, uh, let's say, when they're being up against the Sabrecast, they're like, what are you looking for? I said, so you, what's funny, actually, is, so I'd be a prop and I would think I know, you know, I'd know fairly well what's going on at the scrum. But when it comes for me to be refereeing the scrum, Jesus, tell it—it's—it's it's night and day. It's tough, like. Do you know what I mean? So I was like, I said, I was there to Scott Green at the time, uh, and I was like, Scott was like, listen, I—I'm a—I—I'm a what you call it? I—I'm a prop, you know what I mean? So I feel like I know what's going on in the uh, in the scrum, but when it comes to refereeing, I haven't a clue. Um, so just uh, yeah. So um, so, so he was kind of saying, oh well, will you be looking for this and this and this, and and then. The way I kind of suppose I don't say manipulated, but that, but now it's like when the referees are refereeing me, I in the back of my head I know what they're looking for. Mm. Do, do, do you know what I mean? So you want to paint the best picture to make sure that I'm not the one that's getting penalised. So yeah,
0: it's uh, Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, because we all I know I think we all know watching scrums on TV. Sometimes we think the referee is just guessing. But I'm sure there is more to it than that. But did it did it change your outlook when it comes to actually, you know, argue, not arguing referees? But did it give you more sympathy for the refs, or did it actually make you more frustrated than when decisions went against you?
1: Um, Which well, is I I, uh, she's, I I wouldn't argue with a ref now. Um, I uh, I suppose again it's you know you're trying to paint the picture as best you can. He has a tough job as it is. And I'm just trying my best to paint the best picture. So I suppose if the decision goes against me, well, you're probably thinking maybe I could have made a, made it look a bit better. Do you know what I mean? Uh, trying just as long as my you know your feet don't knees don't hit the ground kind of first or something like that. You know, make it look like he he uh, he folded. So, um, so so yeah, I mean it's listen, it's 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 not easy nowadays. I suppose the way you can, when you're coming up against other props, you can probably kind of have an idea of what what they're going to do. Do you mean, or what, 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 or at least nowadays, you know, you'd know what they, what they do. So if they're going to bore in hard, or, or, or or what, you know, it's not like uh, when I first started off. Sure, those didn't didn't know what you're at really, you know.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Uh, we'll move on to sorry, international because you you played with the USA on the twenties, didn't you, Paul?
1: Um, Yeah, I did. Yeah, that's right, yeah. So my because my granddad was born in America, I was eligible to play for, for for them. Yeah.
0: But that must have happened pretty much as soon as you went over, did it? Or at least within a year? Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah. When I came over, then there was those trials in uh, Birmingham, Alabama. And uh, uh, yeah, I didn't think I'd ever be in Alabama. You know, you should always think when you're at home, you're at sweet home Alabama, that's as far as, yeah. as close to Alabama as you get, you know? Yeah. But uh, yeah, so once uh, with a trial down there. Um, and
0: what did the parents think after sending you away not to play rugby and within a year, your rugby trials for USA?
1: Yeah, yeah, I suppose. Um, I don't know what they thought actually yeah so i suppose as long as i was getting my getting my degree at the end of the day uh you know yeah i, I don't know what they thought they actually they came out to see us at the junior World trophy out in, in the in georgia and done tbilisi but uh i suppose we, i suppose they're happy enough to other oh, i mean they're delighted to see me uh, represent america because uh, they, they didn't even tell me they were coming the next thing we we're going going in in before the game, and the next thing they shouted down, and there they were up there with the flag. It was that's a quite, a, quite special, actually. Do you know what I mean? Because I didn't think they'd come all the way down to, to Georgia to uh, to see us play. And I think the camera who we were playing was it Samoa or somebody at the time, but it was uh, that was it was very special, you know.
0: Yeah, that sounds an amazing moment. Uh, and what what are you thinking then at that stage? Because I, I know you then you went on to play with the emerging Ireland team as well, didn't you? A couple of a bit a bit later.
1: Oh, so, so I, I played Ireland under nineteen before. Just um, so before I left for America. Okay. Yeah, so I played Ireland under nineteen. Then it was Munster twenties, and then I came to America, and then it was USA under twenty. Right. And, okay,
0: uh, okay. Yeah. Alright. And what's uh, so? What comparing at like, your time to in. Even Munster on the rage and those Irish on the rage setups. What's the level of professionalism like then when it comes to a, a USA on the 20 kind of panel? Like, it's obviously America, obviously amazing when it comes to, you know, the NFL and the NBA, but rugby obviously isn't as big a sport over there as it is here. So, what's the level of, you know, the the, the facilities, the, the backing and all that sort of stuff, what, comparing them compared to what you've experienced over here?
1: Yeah, well, I suppose, I mean, when I, you know, I mean, now things have changed a lot, you know. When I first came over, it'd be, it'd be awful hard to even watch a game of rugby. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, in Ireland, you, you try on the TV, you know, you, you, if you have four channels, there's a chance that rugby could be on it. But now, you know, you come over to America and it's like, you know, so these lads, you know, um, when we showed up to camp for the USA, it was like, a lot of these lads were, let's say, football They're, they're athletes, but just not rugby athletes. Do you know what I mean? So, so they'd be, uh, does that make sense? Uh, as in, they, they wouldn't necessarily have the rugby skills. Mm. Do you know what I mean so? The, but there'd the be units like you know that have great gym scores and everything, and um, so uh, but it's just it might be you know, let's say one of would be big lads, the next thing all of a sudden you go to scrum, then you know, I suppose uh, you know, at the same time, I had been playing a prop for what six years before that, you know, and these lads might have been just kind of recent converts, but uh, no, I at the t- you know, like the, t- the thing about America is like you know, it's so big, so I think uh one of the big differences like if you look at the irish team like when we we're going to the trials uh it was the trials or a camp we have for the irish under 19 team we met in uh was the infield is that is a me there's somebody that kind of you know and anyway so if you look at anybody there the, the, whoever took the longest i mean i would have would have taken me the longest to get there because i'd take a vote and and you know a bus and another bus whatever but outside of that there's lads coming in from london that could have been in within let's say five hours so if, if you know they would have left that morning and been there. So well, if you so if you say five hours for a drive or whatever it is, uh, that could cover the whole of Ireland. I don't know if I'm making sense now. If I'm not, I'll, I'll just stop. But you know, but five hours in America. If I drive five hours here in Texas, I'm still in Texas. Oh yeah,
0: you know not I mean? even, if I, not if even I, close if I, to leaving it.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, so so if I if I fly for five hours, I'd be in Boston. Do you know what I mean? So it just shows you how big the country is, and then the cost of having to. You know, to get that, like you I mean, if you if you put a you know a player to drive from Cork to to Dublin, it's, it takes what is it's only a few hours, you know, but it's the cost is so cheap while flights over here are just they're not cheap, you know. So uh, I think that's why, and it's maybe that's why you know USA rugby had difficulty there with their they just done the bank went through the bankruptcy um, because it's just not cheap to bring players from all over the world into into one camp. But uh, that's that's I suppose that's just lay the land. That's the way it is.
0: And has it progressed in in your years over there? Has it has it taken massive steps? Oh, big
1: time, big big time, yeah, big time, yeah. It's uh oh, it, it has indeed. And especially now with the MLR, I mean, people like you know, pe- people watch rugby. It's it's on. Is it on ESPN and stuff? You know, so it's it's easier to watch. Um, so people start to get you know, people get into it.
0: Yeah, that's great. And then. Yeah. Obviously, you do well with the under twenties, obviously, because you get the call up for the the Eagles. And can you talk us through that kind of moment? When did you actually hear? How it how how it felt? What did it mean to you?
1: Yeah, well, so um, so I done the under twenties, and then I just went to college. So I suppose the under twenties was really the you uh, say under twenties. That was the last time I played. uh, you know, a decent standard of of let's say rugby, if you will. Um, and then I went to college and. Uh, yeah, I just had uh, in the books for years and I just it was just, you know what I mean? I, I enjoyed I enjoyed the degree, if that makes sense, as I I enjoyed what I was learning about. But at the same time, I was just like, you know, I just want to be out playing rugby. Do you know what I mean? So uh, once I got the degree, then um went up to Fitzy with the Sabercats for, the, for a few trials, a few, you know, training sessions and got involved with them and uh, played a few games with the whatever it was, was it the, like the pre-MLR, if you will, you know, so pre-season games, I suppose you call them. And um, then, uh, you know, one the, of the USA manager kind of called me and because at the time um, I needed a, would have needed like a, a P1 uh, professional athlete visa to, to be able to play for the, for the team. And, you know, and um, anyhow, uh, the one day the USA manager reached out to me and he was like, hi, hey, uh, what's, what's the story? I believe you're eligible to play for America. uh how Would you qualify, kind of thing? And I was like, Yeah, well, I should qualify in two sizes. And my granddad was born here, first of all, so I played USA under 20, and I think straight away that was good enough for them. But also because of uh, I've been here, it was uh, seven or eight years at the time, so uh, so I would have qualified through the residency aspect as well. But the, the the grandfather, grandfather thing was good enough for me, so a bit of noise yeah. there as a the truck by, yeah, yeah, you're all right, so um. Yeah. So, so yeah then I think there was a time where we got an email to kind of say as I listen the squad is going to be announced uh, for the June tests on such and such a day I can't remember whenever it was and next thing um, so I told the parents as I listen, I, sh- I should hear uh, around this time and next thing is we came back after train. it was late at 11 o'clock and uh, 11 o'clock my time so it would be 6 hours ahead over there and next thing uh, seeing the email come in it's like yeah you've been invited to the June camp so uh I mean, the parents told me to call, call, call them up, and I said, okay, well, I mean, it's whatever time, what's that, five o'clock in the morning, called them up, and uh, they are absolutely delighted, you know, so, um, as was I, do you know, what I, mean? I was absolutely delighted to, to get the call even into camp, I mean, getting the call into camp doesn't really mean anything, it just means there's a lot of work ahead of you, so, um, so yeah, no, uh, and kind of went from there.
0: Yeah, it's it's incredible, and then we'll get to them a in a bit. But you obviously then ended up playing Ireland in Dublin in twenty eighteen with with America. I just want to like, what's your headspace going into that? Like, are, are you kind of pissed off at like, like, are you kind of saying like this could be me or I, I just like, what's your kind of mindset going into that game? Um,
1: it's a good question, really. I mean, I hadn't been home. That was the first time. So that was that was two thousand eighteen. It was November two thousand eighteen. I, when I left, no, I left in November 2010 and I hadn't been back. So my first time back in Ireland was to play Ireland, uh, which, which was quite special. Do you know what I mean? Um, so, so, yeah, so I, uh, so that was quite special. And I just, um, I, I know I was other things, you know, as in I was good enough to play, I'd be playing against the likes of, you know, like Scannell. So now Scannell, he was my hooker when I played uh, Munster in the under 20s and um, was, maybe it was the under 19s as well. Uh, so it's basically I I wouldn't known them do you know what I mean? And there's a few lads I would have played you know let's say uh, if it wasn't would have played against uh, growing up or even with with the Ireland of 19. So it was uh, I mean listen it's professional rugby I mean it doesn't doesn't matter uh, what team it is that you're playing it's not really I know it's Ireland you know it's uh, it, it was quite special but you, you're trying to just I was at the time I was just trying to focus on just nailing my job just do my job as best i can and then you know we'll enjoy it afterwards but uh you know it wasn't over until i kind of until the final whistle if, if if that makes any sense and i know that kind of sounds like the the typical uh maybe the stereotypical answer you might get from from somebody but that's just uh, i mean that's just how it was you know uh i mean afterwards it was great to see like friends and uh lads i hadn't seen for years uh literally years yeah so it was great to see them uh and it was, it was quite nice. So you know, for the first time to see them was in a Viva Stadium. You know, I mean, I never would have thought I'd ever be playing there again. Uh, so yeah, I, I mean, as before, we, when we done the Aviva Viva uh, what was it? Viva Stadium opening game, we played there, and uh, we got our asses handed to us. Like, but uh, I didn't think I'd be going back to play there again. And next thing, who you know, what ten years, eight years later, we we're playing uh, Ireland there, and I was representing the USA. So it was quite special, like.
0: Oh, what, was that? what was the scrum scrums like? Were they extra, extra, a bit of, bit of bite to them, or was it, uh, it Was just, as uh, you said, normal day at the office?
1: Uh, I mean, I think, as a, at least, uh, I don't know, I haven't had much, I haven't had an easy day at the office yet, you know? So, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's, uh, ah, it was, you know, you, you're trying to give it everything, you know what I mean? Uh, so I suppose, you know, the, the, at the time, Ireland were, where they ranked number one, they just beaten the All Blacks, do you know what I mean? So I mean, rugby in Ireland—I don't say it was an all, at an all-time high because you know—but it was. Everybody yeah. was watching it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I remember, you know, we we watched the game. At U- uh, Ireland played the All Blacks for a while we were in Romania, and it was just—you um, know what I mean? This is—I don't say this is a team. You know, obviously some of the players were different when we played them following the following week, but it was. Uh, do you know what I mean? It was—it was—it was, it was special, like you know. To, to be, yeah, there was there was a great buzz around the team. Oh, there, there's a great buzz even around Ireland because of rugby, you know. And, I mean, even when we landed in Ireland, uh, like, the, the hotel and everything, like, the everything was just fantastic, you know. Because uh, the previous week we were in Romania and, uh, uh, yeah, it was Romania. Like, you know, I uh, wouldn't <laughs> be on my book, book a list of places to go back to in any hurry, you know.
0: No. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll move on to the MLO because... Um, I think it's it's pretty cool that America now has this sort of a league, and it's great for obviously rugby over there. And you, as you said before, you've you signed for the Houston Sabercats Cats in twenty eighteen, which is a great name off the bat. I don't even know what a Sabercat Cat is, but I'm sure it's pretty cool. Um, how big? How big? Of, like how big? Do you know yourself what a Sabercat Cat is?
1: I I don't I don't. Uh, is a, it's a mythical creature or something? But uh, yeah. It's, uh, it, 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 some sort of a cat. <laughs> I know I guess, that's uh, yeah. You know, I it, assume so, it, yeah. like a yeah, like a is it, I just know some sort of a tiger lion or like something a saber like tooth
0: yeah. possibly along it's, the lines. Of that. Yes,
1: yeah, yeah. And again, now I wouldn't be. Uh, I don't know if if it was an animal, it would be alright, it because I, I wouldn't be able to relate to it. But you know, your guess is as good as mine. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah, uh,
0: but at at the time. Like, is rugby big in Houston? Is there much of a fan base when you join, like, at your games? Is there big crowds? What is it kind of like at that stage of the MLR? Uh,
1: so, where were we? Yeah, so, we're at the time, we were playing down in uh, – where were we? Where, where was the season? Just go back a while now. Uh, I know at first we were playing in um, – what was it called? Uh, it was, like, a baseball stadium down in Sugarland there. And uh, that was kind of for the preseason. It was great, like, just it was, you know – because you could say professional rugby was brought to Houston or it was in Houston. You'd have all, you had all the teams coming to support, uh, the, the Sabercats. Like, I mean, it was just, I mean, listen, it was, it was a great night out in a way because like those fireworks there, I mean, you know, they, you know, one of the sayings they say over here in Texas, you know, everything's bigger and better in Texas. Yeah. And, you know, when you went to that, I was like, this is just, I mean, I remember, remember when I went to the first game and, you know, they, uh, the last, the, the the team played, I can't remember who they played now, whoever it was, and next thing afterwards, like there's a fireworks. you I mean, and just like you know, growing up in Ireland you wouldn't see too many fireworks, but this was just like this was phenomenal. I was like, geez, I want to be part of this, you know, because you could kind of tell like wh- whoever's involved here, they're not in here for just uh you know, in for the sake of it, they're into they're in for the long run, you know. So um yeah, so so I got involved in it, it, was, it was, geez, I loved it. Uh but so far, was sorry, went off topic and somehow. You're, You're talking right. about uh um what was it, where, where, how do we get on plane, wasn't it, there, something like that, where were yeah, so, how, oh,
0: like, how it was, yeah, is there a big, is there a big supporter fan base, is a, a lot of still of Irish, you said there's a big Irish community there, is a lot of those kind of people, or is it genuine, I don't know what the term for people who live in Houston is, Houston, Houstonans, I don't know what the Houston, term Houstonians, yeah, Houstonians, Houstonians, yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. no, geez, I mean, it was, yeah, it was, uh, I, I think, you know, what, what happened really was just, it was, um, you know, I might play rugby, right? And then so I'd bring, you know, say, hey, listen, I'm going to rugby game. Hey, you know, come on with me. And that's kind of you. Know, so you have, to, if you have all these little clubs around Houston that play rugby now, and each person might bring a friend or even just the clubs who go to the game, you know, w- with their teammates. You know what I mean? So it was, it was great. Like, and you know, the the wives and girlfriends, the whole lot, like, and kids, the whole lot. So I mean, and when you had the, f- the fireworks at the end of the night too, it was it was a it was a great night out, kind of thing. You know?
0: Yeah. That sounds that yeah, um, sounds pretty. I wish I don't know. It'd be cool to kind of see that over here, but a bit more of a show, a bit more of a razzle dazzle, as I say.
1: Yeah, I I mean, there's one game there. Like you know, you see that like this was just it kind of blew my mind. Do you know what I mean? Because I had never seen anything like it before, and this was just uh, one of the preseason games. This um when the you know like you see in the Super Bowl was when the ball got delivered.
0: This oh, helicopter yeah.
1: came in. Helicopter came in, landed. Do you know what I mean? Uh, gave the referee the ball. I think it was a I don't know if it was the coast guard or or some sort of a helicopter anyway. And uh, the crowd's gone mad, like. Do you know what I mean? And uh, unfortunately, I actually didn't get to see. Only got to see the video of it because we are inside in the changing rooms getting ready to put it, put the jerseys on. And I just thought this was just mad. Do you know what I mean? It's it, it's a great show. Do you know what I mean? It, it is yeah. a great show. So was, uh, so yeah. So so then and even like the the Sabercats went on to build a, a stadium, like their own stadium. So it's the first kind of purposely built rugby stadium in America. Um. So so that's down the road. There now. I mean, it's. I think there's a few more stages to go on it, like but it's, it seats a few thousand people so it's you know when they do something like that when they put in the infrastructure like that you know they're not here just for the short term they're here to stay you know so it's which is great to see
0: yeah i yeah, i agree totally um like this, this podcast pause not only a rugby podcast i'm a big uh nba basketball fan uh, and i was sad to read that you missed out an opportunity to meet the the rockets is that the the, the houston rockets is that true
1: He's, I, I might, I, yeah, 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 yeah. So I, my, uh, my Rockets uh, singlet inside there. You know, Chris Paul he used to play for. Um, yeah. He used to play for the Rockets, and so his obviously his last name was Paul, and then his number was three. Well, you know, I bet our props would be number three, and then, so yeah. I the singlet with Paul and number three in the back. I said, Chris Paul, he's my man, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> but no open route in Japan wasn't the Rockets out there, and. Uh, yeah, somehow I, the, the few lads went in to kind of meet the Rockets and stuff. Sure, jeez, I had my singlet with me and everything. And if, I, if I'd known they'd gone in, I would have, I would have, I don't know, managed to wiggle my way in there somehow. But uh, just don't know. Kind, the whole thing just escaped me, you know. But uh, maybe someday I'll uh, meet them, you know.
0: Yeah, are you are you a basketball fan?
1: Uh, well, my girlfriend played basketball now, so she played college oh. basketball. So she'd know a lot more basketball than I would. Um, my basketball fan you know pretty hop on the bandwagon kind of thing you know so uh
0: yeah yeah houston have been a good team the last couple of years so you know it was a good yeah. bandwagon to hop on for a while if, if you were going to hop on, <laughs> well,
1: that, yeah that's it yeah yeah and, and then yeah i suppose you could say like the owner then man, that bought out the uh the rockets there he was kind of he's a he'd be very involved in galveston so he's a load of hotels and uh so he'd be, he'd be a big band in galveston so it was just uh yeah i mean it's a uh, yeah, if you know any kind of sport show, I went to my first NFL game there the other day. It was uh, the Texans game. I mean, it was just even though like the stadium's only at 20% capacity, it's just it was I really enjoyed it like, you know. I I I know I know sometimes like let's say watching a game on on TV is uh how would you put it? Watch sometimes like, you know, because the different camera angles be great, but uh like a football game is usually it takes forever because there's so many commercials at least over here, you know, there's a commercial break and a play and commercial break, but when you're at the when you're at the game it's I really enjoyed it because there's always something to be looking at. Do you know what I mean? Even like when the play is stopped, you know, it's not a commercial. You're looking at something else, like you know. Mm. So yeah. I I, I really really enjoyed it, yeah.
0: Yeah, I know what you mean. Like I was looking enough last New Year's, I went to uh, see the Knicks play in Madison Square Garden, and I have to say it was just like you said. It's just non-stop like action from the moment you sit down to the moment the game's over because they're blaring music all the time. They've got like these people running around shooting T-shirts out of a cannon. Like it's yeah. just absolute. That could be next for the MLR. You never know. That could be that could be the next step. Um, yeah. You you signed then. San Diego Legion was your next team then. Well, actually, sorry, you did a bit of a, a bit of an English trip, didn't you? With
1: That's during, right. Yeah. Yeah. small little in England. It was over over there in Newcastle. Yeah. Yeah. So right after uh, right after June internationals, I went over to Newcastle for it uh, was a uh, two or three months there. Yeah.
0: And how'd you um... like that? How How was that?
1: Yeah, geez. it was a great experience. Like it was a great great experience just to see. uh just to see how, you know, you could say it's, it's a stepping stone. Do you know I mean? So you're at the MLR and next thing all of a sudden you're, going, you're in the premiership, you know, and it's just, uh, it, was, it was, I loved it. Yeah, loved it. It was a great experience, you know. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's just, things happened very fast that year, you know, or it was even, time goes by so fast. Um, but it's just, you know, it was, what, it was in January, I was playing with Galveston, Division 3, and then, you know, Houston, and then us team and then before you know it you know you're over there playing in the premiership said, <laughs> nah, like, and was there so.
0: ever a desire to stay there or were you pretty co- always going to come back to the states
1: yeah i mean i yeah so I, i'm working on getting my green card you know my, my permanent residency so i was, i mean the thing with me rugby is only so it's it's only uh, a job for so long and I kind of need something after So well, that's kind of where I'm looking. Where my parents did push me was to get to get a degree. And so when I do eventually hand up, uh, hang up the boots, that I'll be able to, you know, transfer into something, um, something else to just to be able to work with. So uh, basically, I don't say I have all my eggs in one basket, but say you kind of do for for now anyway, you know. But when when I do eventually hang up the boots, I'll be able to use my degree. At least I'd like to think so. So uh, I'm trying to get the green card, and to to get that, it's kind of I suppose ideally really, if I'm in America, do you know.
0: Is a is the girlfriend American?
1: She is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's is she, is
0: American. She, is yeah. she using that as leverage over you to, you know, pop the questions?
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So she she, she be off many of the time oh, you know, she I'll be much easier if, you know, if we're just married and all that kinda of crack. And I was like, well, you know <laughs> uh, i kinda want to get a kinda want to get it myself, you know. Um and that's no that's just uh that's just why, i i don't know why you just want to yeah, yeah you know it it's kind of it, it's a tough thing to tough tough thing to get i suppose it's it's personal go you know but anyway you listen we, we'll see what happens you know yeah uh, I'm, I'm not the, trying to get in your personal the, life yeah, i just I yeah. thought it was funny no 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 shes know no, the uh the the elections on the moment so who knows how, it might it might go yeah you know, it could <laughs> go anyway you know,
0: it could yeah, go anyway exactly. the next the
1: next Twenty four hours like.
0: Uh yeah, you come back to the States obviously sign for San Diego Legion, which by all accounts one of the most beautiful parts of the world, uh San Diego. Uh you're obviously fond of a, a warm climate these days going from Houston to San Diego. You've 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 missed out on the rain in Ireland obviously. Um but how wh- how is that obviously how'd that come about? Would, were you interested in that team beforehand or was it that they come in looking at you?
1: Yeah, yeah, no, they just uh, they reached out there and they kinda of, would you be interested in going as a yeah, I mean absolutely. So uh um so yeah, went went over there. Uh, went so it was home. Came back. You know, we are in it was January? I think January fourth. They landed over there and uh, was straight into it. And was it we, yeah, like, was it January? So March. I think March was kind of when COVID shut us down. You know, and yeah. uh, then and, and kind of so that was the end of it. You know, it was a I was be there for what, what would it be six months of the season, whatever it is. You know, and we were only there for about three. But uh, again, like a beautiful spot. You know, so I suppose you could say like. If I don't get into rugby, I get to see a bit of the world, you know?
0: Exactly. And I think, yes. you know, I was I was looking into your history with San Diego Legion and the one question that I just kept coming into my mind was, what's Man Nanu like?
1: <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, he's a beast. He's <laughs> an, an absolute gentleman too, you know? He's, uh, yeah, an absolute gentleman. I mean, you know, sometimes, like, you know, th- this this is one of the lads, like, you know, anybody our age would have grown up and you'd be looking, you know, you'd be kind of, everybody knows Man Nanu. I mean, anybody yeah. that has, you know, if you know anything about rugby, you know even over here it's like oh, no, the, I'll be up there getting my hair. I mean, I used to get a haircut. But when I was up getting the haircut, <laughs> then I was like, oh yeah, what's 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 the name of that team? The 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 All Blacks. And I was like, these lads don't know anything about rugby, mm-hmm. but they know about the All Blacks. Do you know what I mean? And it's just uh, it's uh, it, it, it's it's magical. So it's, you know to be on the same team with uh, with Mananu, like somebody that you know you would have watched as a kid. It was just like, what's you know it was just it was it was, it was amazing. You know so. Uh, but what's your first encounter
0: gentleman. like with him is it like do you go over and introduce yourself is he just like well, no well
1: my first encounter was uh, when the lads uh, picked me up from the uh, picked me up from the airport and he brought me up to kind of show me uh, the office you know and uh, I suppose introduced me to the coaches and that kind of crack and um, walked in and the next thing you know he sent over his uh he's like Matt you know Introduced me as just, you know, he just, in, like, everybody kind of just introduced himself, you know, he's like, oh, man, I was like, fuck, I know who you are, like just, you, know, it's just, <laughs> yeah, you know, I was it going, like, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of like, fucking you know, uh, what's the word, you kind of just, I don't want to say overwhelmed, but you're just like, Jesus, lads, uh, this lad's a, you know, a, a legend, you know, but it was yeah. uh, nice to be on the same team as a manager that much for, even for yeah. just a short period of time.
0: And what's he like? You know, because obviously going over there, it's obviously a step down for him in regards to what he's been playing most of his life and his caliber. Is there is there a sense of like was he given it? Like is he fully obviously professional? But, but did he buy into the whole thing, or is he did he give off the impression that he was sort of you know third gear coasting? Or
1: oh, absolutely not. He was given one hundred percent, and no doubt about it. Like he was. Uh, oh no, and just you know, yeah, he's he's uh Definitely, even one hundred percent. I mean, I would, I wouldn't even, that wouldn't even come into question. um But just what I loved was just like you know to be, uh, how'd you put it, it's Like, let's say if, if you scored a try or something wrong, whatever, he'd always be in the middle of the right lads. We just break it down like simple. Do you know what I mean? You know, we'll we, we'll do this, we'll do that, and you know we will just work at that. Do you know what I mean? And, and if that was whether we scored a try or the a try it scored on us. Do you know what I mean? It just. uh and I suppose you know he could have said Anthony we'd all we'd, you know we all play because yeah. it it's do, do, do you know what I mean? Um, but he it wasn't a case where he was uh, stepping back in there, that's that's for sure. So uh, it was it was great to be able to play with him and you know just even learn a few things off him like you know.
0: Uh, Do you think you might be able to get him to come on the podcast? Is that is that a possibility? (laughs) uh,
1: I don't know. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Well, have have a word. Have a word. Uh, Yeah. 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 (laughs) Uh, We'll finish on obviously what I think is uh, well. Well, uh, you can tell me if it is or not. But one of your the best things of your career is obviously going to the World Cup in twenty nineteen in Japan to represent the United States. Can you tell us kind of when you found out that you were obviously going to be on that squad or when you're actually going to be going to Japan? Just how surreal that moment was.
1: Yeah, I suppose like um, without trying to uh, what's the word I'm looking for uh, make us you know do, you know make it smaller, but like you know kind of when you when you get invited to camp, it's like you know getting invited to camp is great, but it, it doesn't really mean anything. You still have a, a, a lot to prove, you know. And so just like getting invited to the Rugby World Cup uh, training camp was, I mean, it, and and, and I'm, I'm not trying to you know make this something smaller. Than what it is I. I like I worked very hard to get there and, and the whole lot like um, but it's you know it's, it was it's, it's it's kind of fantastic you know um, but geez the, the camp uh, the training camp wasn't easy that's for sure we're up in Colorado there for up, at, up in altitude and training up in the Air Force uh, Academy but um, so then we with the Pacific Nations Cup and then after that we uh, after that we kind of found out if we if we made a squad or not like you know but it was uh, oh Jesus, I was delighted like I mean because I mean you know, it only comes, I suppose you could say it's the be something be the equivalent of like the Olympics for an athlete, as in when I say like, you know, track and field or something like that, you know, because I mean, the the highest thing is, is the Rugby World Cup. So uh, I was absolutely delighted. I mean, you know, even when I first started off playing rugby, it was the 2000 and uh, in 2000, I don't say when I first started off, but when I was playing with in the MLR in 2018, that like, kind of Fitzy he sat me down at the end of the season. He goes, well, you know, you've made the US team. 2018 he goes you know the, the world cups next year i was like geez you know that's uh wasn't even on my mind kind of thing because mm. it's just you know i don't say you're you're just taking every every day as it is and just kind of going for it but after that i was like geez i'd love to be unbelievable to go there like you know so yeah. uh but once once you you know the, the world cup itself for this i mean flying was a business class over to japan was you know i mean something i wasn't used to i mean and i don't know if i ever will get used to but that was uh it was, it was fantastic it's always well, you could say the small things really like that you know but uh i mean uh japan was japan was unbelievable uh i'm going ask my
0: next question what what's japan uh, like what like what is it is it just mental
1: uh as an as a as a city or as a, around the world? yes yeah, so like you're actually no it's uh, not, sorry, not just actually I mean.
0: Just the country itself, like being like, did you get much yeah. time to actually go around and experience it, or was it just? Was there, oh, she's no time?
1: For- yeah, no, we we had a bit of time to go around and kind of. Uh, I I I often try and whenever no matter what kind of country we're in, our city, wherever we are, I always like to try and go out and see something, you know. Um, just just because you might be there again, you know. Yeah. Uh No, no, no matter where it is. So like with Japan, isn't like the you know the people were just. It was just the people were so nice, so friendly, and even though they mightn't even have a word of English, uh, they'll they still help you somehow. Uh, I mean, I'm sure you've probably heard before, but the the, the toilets were just uh, there were <laughs> some spectacular. Like you know, there's a like, kind of like a built-in V-day and the heated toilet seats and they can play music and all sorts of stuff. I mean, it's just uh, uh, I mean I know it's something as simple as a toilet, but it's uh, it's it's a definitely a, a luxury. You know, I mean I don't know how they haven't taken off in. In the rest of the world, because these things yeah. are just uh, unbelievable. Anyway, uh, what else? The, uh, I mean, the, the bullet trains too. I mean, it's just, the, the whole lot, like, I just, I mean, I I loved it. I, I really loved it. I'd love to go in and go, I'd actually love to go back uh, and just more of it a, as, a, as a holiday. Um, rather than kind of a, I don't say, you know, even on our day off, you still have to be kind of very uh, conscious of, let's say, time and, you know, to, yeah. to report back and of kind of crack. So, uh, I'd love to go back to Japan and sort of check it out a bit more, you know?
0: Yeah, so the people that I know have gone have always said that, that it's inc- incredibly mental, but it's also incredible. So it's a place I've never been myself, but I definitely will hope to get to someday. Um, you, you didn't get an easy group in the World Cup, that's for sure. England, France, Argentina and Tonga. What was the attitude of the team going into that? Because obviously, you know, the odds are against you going into that game, but it, is everyone pumped up being like, let's you know feck and win this game or is it sort of like you know like what 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 you tell me what's the attitude going into those games like
1: oh jeez it's i mean it's it's uh it's it's win them like you know what i mean i mean and and because somebody asked me that the other day as well like uh you know you know when you're playing something like england like are you out there to to win or are you out there just to to, to kind of to, to get boy and i mean the thing about it is like a year before that then like we played you know scotland here in houston Mm. And I mean, if you went out with the attitude, you know, are you going out to, to kind of get by, or are you going out to, to get win? Like, if you if you if you have the attitude, of, you know, if it's not to win, you're not, you know, you're just, you have no hope in hell. Like, you know what I mean, so every game, like, I mean, it's just we're out there to try and uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, shock the world, really. I suppose, do you know what I mean? Uh, I mean, look at the likes of even Japan when they beat South Africa the the previous World Cup. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And, I mean, if you want, you know, this work up when they beat Ireland, I mean, that was, that was a shock. But, I mean... We don't, we don't talk about that, Paul, on this podcast. No, sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah that. yeah, yeah. that never happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but so, so, so you're out there just to, you're giving it everything. I mean, there's definitely, you know, you're giving it absolutely everything, you know. And just, I mean, I suppose everything wasn't enough.
0: Yeah, exactly. And look, you know, we speculate from the sidelines what the difference is between the teams like England and France and Argentina compared to a USA. But from someone who actually experienced it, what do you think separates, you know, the top, top level, which is like England and France, say, and then say like a USA? Like what, what where is it? Where is the areas of the pitch that they just seem to separate themselves?
1: Jeez. Um, I suppose probably, probably a lot of it boils down to, you know, just pretty minutes minutes played, I'd say. Do you know what I mean? I mean, like here with, with the MLRs, we only had a, you don't play that many games. Do you know what I mean? So I suppose from that aspect, it's quite easy on the body, but like the lads in the premiership are playing, I, I don't look at the standard of play, but look who you're playing against and stuff. I mean, you know, if you're in the premiership, you're playing from, you could say, arguably the best of the best. So you have the best players from all, all over the world playing in the English premiership, you know, Well, and, and I'm probably a lot of the reason that is because if the the, the dollar, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so, um, so, so yeah, probably maybe just like the standard. I mean, again, rugby in America is, is very young. Do you know what I mean? I, I don't, I obviously have been competing for years, but professional rugby in America is, is, is even, you know, is, is very young. So it's, uh, I mean, if it keeps progress, progressing at the rate, it is progressing. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if you end up having the lads, sit like on the premiership, to be coming over here. Because I mean, it's just, uh, I think it's a great spot.
0: Yeah, well, having players like Manu going over obviously helps the the case yeah. for that. Do you know what I mean? And I'm sure more players will definitely come over because, as you said, the lifestyle is obviously nice and the the, the cities are nice. So why not? So, um, a hundred percent. Uh, you said in your documentary as well that when you were playing the English team that it was fairly easy to wind the English lads up.
1: Ah, uh, jeez, uh, that slipped out. That did, huh? <laughs> yeah. I think
0: we, we all wanted some examples of what was said. Uh, what's the techniques used to wind these boys up? Because you know we're an Irish podcast, so any chance we can get to get the, one up on yeah. the English, we'll do it.
1: Yeah, geez, you know, the World Cup's been—it's about a year ago, so I can't really remember what, <laughs> what I said now. But, but no, true you know we're inside the scrum, and uh, geez, I, I don't even remember who it was against. Like, you know, I mean, England had a phenomenal scrum. I mean. Christ, like, geez, that was just mm. like, you know what I mean? It was, uh, I mean, you see, you know, it was it was tough for us too. Like, when when uh, David Anu got, like, you know, he got injured two minutes in the first scrum. Do you know what I mean first scrum and you lose your, your uh, loose head prop? Do you know what I mean so then all of a sudden mm. you, the, the, the binge has to go in. So then he has to play in 80 minutes. I mean, there isn't many props playing 80 minutes. And I'm not saying that's the reason that, that, that the scrum went to go well. I'm not, I'm not trying to say that at all. But, um, but even like with, with, when they had such a dominant scrum, you're still trying to you know get under their skin, get do something just to just to you never know what might happen. Do you know what I mean? Um, to, and to be honest, I don't know what I said. Uh, but but you you you're just trying to with whatever you can in, in any way, shape or form, you know, get the upper hand of them in some way. But uh, but yeah yeah, I mean listen, I wouldn't be taking any advice from me. You see what the scoreline was there, so the you know maybe. Uh, I don't know, wouldn't they any advice from me in that one? Maybe talk was, to the, the South Africans, huh?
0: Was, yeah, well, was Joe, was Joe Marler playing against you that day?
1: No, no, he, yeah, uh, no, Joe had, oh, okay. uh, yeah, he'd gone off at of that stage. Or, I was, was going to say,
0: he even... yeah. He's, uh, he, I wouldn't like to wind him up, because you never know what that lad will do uh, in response. Well, months, he, he, but...
1: yeah, you, you kind of get the impression that he's a bit uh, a bit of a lunatic. And, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you wouldn't know what to expect from that lad now, but sure, uh yeah, whatever you give, you're gonna
0: get it back twice as good. But, um, yeah. but still, I think like when you're going into when you're getting drawn into that group, you know, you want to play the big boys, don't you? Is that the attitude? Like you want to get drawn against the big boys? You see it all the time in other sports where, you know, you'll see like a Shelburne get drawn with a big team in a cup, and the, you know they're they're excited. And recently, their Connacht has gotten drawn with. Racing ninety two and and Bristol who are you know two European juggernauts at this stage, you want to play yeah. those games because you want to compete against the best. Was that what your attitude was going into that game? You's obviously wanted, you're obviously going to get a couple of big teams, but is that the kind of mindset going into it?
1: Yeah, I, I mean it's you know you kind of we, we had the game plan and uh, and you just want to try and you know stick with the game plan because I mean yeah you know you trust the coaches and that kind of stuff and sometimes you know maybe it's just uh, um what you put it. I mean, you make mistakes. Do, do you know what I mean? And um, and you know, I suppose the thing is, I mean, those scrums there. We we, we might have a scrum, and next thing you know, it might we it might be our ball, and next thing England would take the you know. Uh, so England would seal the ball in the scrum, and then sure, like you know, it's just. Or, or, so if 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 England knocked the ball on, so that would be our scrum, and then you know they they get the ball back in our scrum. Do you know what I mean? So that's just it's just tough going, you know. Mm. Um, but but yeah, I mean, listen. Sure, you, you want to be playing with the best, against the best, because you want to see you want to be able to try and compare yourself against the best, and uh, and you know, hopefully someday, if you you know, you kind of become the best.
0: Exactly. What's the we've talked about your past, obviously, now, Paul. What's the next couple of years, hopefully, uh, have for you in store? What, what what do you want to achieve the next couple of years, rugby wise, and obviously then maybe, off the pitch wise.
1: Yeah, well, I suppose rugby wise, well, I'm uh, saying the M L R for a few years anyway. Um. And uh, in terms of off the pitch, uh, n- not too some, sure. Uh,
0: take up some refereeing, maybe. Uh, you know, go down that route.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I suppose that the thing is, I kind of like to try and. Uh, I, I do enjoy that, like, all right. But I'd like to have something like you know. I'd love to maybe. Yeah, am I thinking wrong? Really? I don't know. I'd love to be able to eventually have have my own business of some sort. You know. Okay. Um. Uh. And maybe that's maybe it's just a dream. I, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I might have watched a few, a few too many episodes of Shark Tank or Dragons, as they <laughs> call it uh, back there. You know, <laughs> yeah. but uh, you know, co- you know, COVID, pretty quarantine and that kind of crack does it to you. But uh, I'd love to. I'd love to get into something. You know, but uh, and I, I'll always say, I'll definitely stay involved with the rugby, whether it is refereeing or, I mean, uh, I think probably refereeing over coaching maybe. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. You know, listen, I, I'm, I'm definitely not a great referee, so I can only get better. But uh, but sure. Uh, I just I'd like to be able to give back somehow you know uh help the next generation kind of play a bit of rugby or even grow the game in America you know
0: and is is 2023 on your radar in regards oh, to Oh Jesus yeah yeah, yeah 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 I'll keep
1: yeah. going until I'll keep going at, yeah I'll keep going until I until my body says no so um, two I think that's, wouldn't that, be bad that well listen that's still a long way out like you know anything can happen so uh I kind of take it on say day by day but because uh, I know that's kind of cliche but uh one step at a time do you know what I mean so um so we'll see what happens.
0: Uh, I noticed your your mate Tag Leader, we've talked about a few times. He's uh he's yeah. off kicking balls now, hoping to maybe get in the NFL. So uh, have you ever have you thought about that, mate? He might need some, you know, someone to block for him. Yeah, that could be <laughs> I,
1: Yeah, I actually I haven't thought of it. I I've been I was talking to there a while back because said, I said, how, how are you getting on? Or what's what's the crack there, you know? Because uh, 'cause it'd be absolutely fantastic. His story is fantastic, you know. Uh, oh yeah, great. It would be great to have an Irish lad out there kicking in the uh in, in the NFL, you know. But uh Geez, yeah, no, I, 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 don't know. I uh, wouldn't know much about. I wouldn't know too much about the American football now, to be honest. But uh, sure, if they want me to box somebody, I'm sure I could. I'll give it a shot. <laughs> like I if that's all they want me to do. But sure, if, uh, if they're willing to yeah. pay yeah
0: absolutely, hundred percent. I
1: would give the lash for the crack anyway. You know. <laughs> uh, sure. Worst, thing, it'll, it'll make, worst case scenario, it'd make a good story, you know.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, he's definitely he's got the talent. You know, with the videos he's posting, he's absolutely. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you yeah, know, he's, kicking he's the leather over the from yeah,
1: oh, yeah, yeah. He's belted him over from long way out. So, uh, geez, I, I hope he, I hope he does well. Because I mean, uh, I really hope so. It'd be fantastic. It should be fantastic even for like let's say, Ireland. Because I mean, you could put that as a, on, on the map. Do you mean as to to be a kicker in the NFL? Because I mean, the thing is like, and I don't know if Ty mentioned it, but like, when you're in Ireland, you are kind of brought up kicking because you're either playing soccer or getting football or, or even yeah. rugby. Do you know what I mean? So you're kind of kicking the ball. Well over here, like, you know, a lot of these lads wouldn't be brought up kicking because, you know, everything – or don't say everything in football, but, you know, football is – for 99% of the time, it's, you know, it's it's throwing a ball and catching a ball. You're not actually yeah. – American football I'm talking about, yeah. It's basketball same. Egg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, baseball. So there isn't – you know, soccer is obviously starting to, you know, take off over here, but – um you know, kicking is uh, especially something like you know, any Irish dad because there's a, they'd be playing, brought up kind of kicking the ball. You know, so um yeah, it, it'll be very interesting to see how it goes. I'm, I'm sure, in fairness, I'm actually, I'm sure he'll get a contract because he, I, I think he's a he's a fantastic kicker. Like,
0: yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And then. I've already tried to get on to him to come back on if he does because I can get my first NFL player on the podcast. That obviously would be a milestone for us too. So uh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, Uh, Paul. Look, I'll not keep you any longer. It's been absolutely pleasure to talk to you Uh, again. Thank you very much for giving us your time, uh, and we wish you all the best and stay safe over there, especially with the current uh, election climate. So stay safe, and we'll we'll hopefully speak again soon.
1: No bother. Yeah. Listen, Stephen. Thanks very much for having me. Talk to you guys. See you again.